0: my poor mother and father spent all of my childhood and my youth trying to make me a sports fan. It did not work. In fact, I'm not a big sports fan at all. I only go to baseball games to eat dipping dots out of plastic baseball caps. <laughs> I'm not going to go to a basketball game unless you can assure me they have large soft pretzels. I am really not that interested in sports. But I do understand that there is something about rooting for an individual or a team that we want to have a win. We want to feel like there is a time of triumph, even in the midst of difficulty in our own lives, even at the state of our nation or the world, that we need a win. I understand that. That resonates with me. Well, the thing about Easter is, this is our win. This is not just about Jesus one day came out of the tomb, hallelujah, see y'all next Sunday. Instead, this is about a triumph over ultimate adversity. This is about our ability to leave behind our sin and our death forever. And today is the day. This is an important day. For hours now, Christians all over the world have been waking up. They have been walking out into the streets. They have been gathering in high holy places for worship. And they have been saying in every language, he is risen. And they have been proclaiming that. And we are no less so because this is our day This is the day when we recognize that what happened in that empty tomb is not just about Jesus. That's not a one time. That is us. Our tombs will be empty. Our death will be averted completely because we will live forever after the day of resurrection. And that is something to celebrate That is the reason that we get our children excited. That is the reason that we give gifts. We get dressed up. We gather in church and we sing high holy songs that we sing no other time of the year because this is our day and we are here for this. I want you to realize just how special Easter is because it's about rewriting a story that humanity had been writing for so long that we didn't even realize just how tragic a story we wrote. We wrote a story where we do insensitive things. We break the will of God. We hurt other people, and we hurt our Lord and Savior. And the result of that is pain and suffering. And that would have been the end of the story. But God didn't like that end. Sometimes you realize that you need to be able to say, I can change things. I can do things because God has gifted me with will and talent and ability and has given me all the freedom to do it. Now, growing up, I didn't like sports, but I was a dancer. And for 12 years, I took ballet and tap and modern and jazz, and I even did point. And my teachers were always trying to get me to do a solo on point. And I was like, "Mm, no, I'm good. Because the truth is, if you mess up on point, everybody's going to know. You can't hide that. You just fell off of your toe box. There's no coming back from that. And so I didn't want that kind of pressure. I didn't think that I could do it. I didn't think I was worthy to even have that solo. And so they would pressure me, and they would say, you can do it. And I would say, no, I'm good. I'll go do a jazz solo. So finally, they figured out that if you dangle the right carrot, anybody will bite. So they told me that I could be Odette from Swan Lake old. Oh, come on. Odette from Swan Lake. That's why my shoes are Swan Lake. Because that was a moment. So I practiced and it was hard. That is not an easy solo. And I got all dolled up in the white outfit and the big white tutu, you know, the one that like stands out to here and had brand new ribbons sewn into my shoes. I had feathers like all over my head. It was ridiculous and it was shiny. We were sequined and glittered out. We were ready to go. And so I went out on stage, and all on my own, I danced this solo. And it was hard. It was nerve-wracking. I think I actually had a heart attack at one point. It was lots of chest pain in this area. My arm was kind of numb, but I still managed to get it up there in perfect form. And then when I was done, my feet were killing me. It hurt. It was a difficult endeavor, but I did it. I did it, and I never did it again, and I never will. But it was that moment of, I can do this. I can change things. Let me tell you a little story about Swan Lake. Tchaikovsky planned for it to be a ballet. He composed a ballet, and it took him two years, 1875 to 1876. He composed that incredible piece, this pinnacle piece other than the nutcracker suite, because we really like that at Christmas time. But it was a big deal, this this ballet that he did. And it premiered in 1877, and it looked like it was going to be a flop, because the ending was so tragic. The story is that Odette was a human being who was transformed by von von Rothbart, the evil sorcerer, into a swan, and that she would stay that way. He had captured her, and now she was his, until she met... Prince Siegfried. And of course, he's amazing. So they fall in love. And Siegfried says, I need to free you from this bondage. I need to liberate you. And so he pledges that he will do that. Well, the ballet goes on for four acts and he never does. They both die. Bad ending. Oh, we loved a love that had never been seen before. And then we died Elegantly, but they died. And nobody, that didn't resonate with people. Nobody wanted to go back and see that again. It's sad. But you know what? For 73 years, they went back. 73 years, they performed it with that sad ending. Sometimes it got even worse. The two lovers die, and then, he, and then the bad guy lives on. But 73 years later, somebody said, I've had enough of this. This cannot be the story. The story has to get better. There has to be a happy ending in here. And sure enough, the ballet premieres when the two lovers live and go on to be happily ever after. Hallelujah. It's about time. We needed a win in the ballet world. And sure enough, they took the time to appreciate the fact That not every story ends in death and tragedy. Ours would have. Our story would have ended like that. On Friday, I spent all my time thinking about all the awful things I'd ever done. And some of them were pretty trivial for Jesus to die on a cross. You know, like when you're growing up and you're fighting with your sister, and then you think bad thoughts about your mother as she yells at you for fighting with your sister? Or when you used to download illegal music when I was a teenager? I don't do that anymore. I don't download illegal movies either. We don't do that. We pay full price. Because that's what's right. Not full price, but we do pay for movies. We don't want to sin like that anymore. Jesus shouldn't have had to die on the cross for that. And half of those movies were bad. That's not what Jesus should have to do for me. And so Friday was a miserable day thinking about all of those things, every little snippy bad thing I ever said or did that necessitated my Lord and Savior dying on a cross. And then Saturday was Easter Vigil. Saturday, I'm sitting around going, oh my gosh, Jesus is dead because of me. Because of all of us. And what are we doing? What are we going to do with ourselves? And I was counting the moments until 5 a.m. this morning. 5 a.m. this morning, I woke up and I was like, hallelujah, it's all over. It's all over because this is our win. This is our win. All of the mess, all of the suffering that Jesus had to do for me, today, he made it worth it. He decided to give me back my freedom. He gave me a life without guilt. And he didn't just do it for me, he did it for us. He did it for all of us. Peter reminds us of that, that this isn't just something for a small percentage of the American population or the world population. It's for everybody, every child, every man, every woman. doesn't matter your age, your station, your nation, your customs, your culture. It doesn't matter. This day is for you. This gospel is for us. And I mourn that there are all these people out there right now who are probably beating us to brunch, and yet they don't understand. They don't know that this day is about them too. This day is about all of us and we get together on Easter and we praise God and we sing these songs and we live this joy because we're going to be a little busy when our day actually comes. When our day of resurrection comes, we're not going to have time to be like, oh, wow, Jesus was right. This really is about us. Because we have people that we have lost that we want to hug and embrace. We have people that we have not seen, that we will not see for years, that we want to celebrate the truth of the resurrection with, and we will not have time to go, huh, that Easter thing was true. So now we do it. We do it right now, this day, and we're going to need this win in the days and weeks and years to come. We're going to be looking back in a little while and go, you know, it's a rough time, but Easter, Easter. Was ours. And we're going to take that, that excitement, and we're going to build on it, and we're going to go, and we're going to grow, and we're going to help these other people who don't quite yet realize that this is their day know that this is their day. You know, Easter is a transformative day. It is not just about our beautiful children and creating memories, it is a day when God is still doing marvelous things. This is the first worship service today that I have worn this chasuble. This chasuble is supposed to be worn by a Roman Catholic priest. When my son's great-grandmother passed away and had lived in New York City all of her life, a family member had donated this in honor of her. In fact, her name is stitched on my stole. In loving memory of Constance Cachopoli. And the idea was that they would give it to her parish priest and he would wear it while officiating mass and so honor her. Well, she didn't have a parish because she had lived in a nursing home for so long. And so the family said, let's give it to Sarah. Maybe Sarah will wear it. This is the first Easter that I have been able to wear this. This is the first Easter on a day when it's about rising from the dead and living triumphantly that I have been able to wear this and honor Constance Cachopoli, otherwise belovedly known as Nana. You realize that you walk around in your lives and you are wearing invisible stoles and chasubles to people. You are wearing the memories and the encounters and the experiences of loved ones. Today is the day when God is reminding you that they are not gone. God is reminding us in very tangible ways that Easter is about a triumph over death for us, for our loved ones, for all of those people who don't yet know, but they will. This is our day. And may you spend this day rejoicing and celebrating and proclaiming the good news because I won't stop when this worship service is over. I'm not going to stop when I go to bed tonight. I'm not going to stop until my heart stops beating and there's no more breath in this body. Because this is our day, and we are Easter people. May that be so. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful, and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.croseunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.